This whole week we were wondering, what do we speak about? When we're speaking as a team, what does the Lord want to tell this family this Sunday? Because we can easily run through a series of stuff so easily. There's so much information and knowledge and Bible things out there. We can keep you busy and keep your ears tickled forever. But it might not be what the Lord is speaking to us now. Because he has a personal relationship with us. If you have more than one children, you'll know you don't say exactly the same things to every sibling. You know, it'll just be weird. So it can't, we cannot, everybody can't be getting the same message all the time. He's a personal father. So, so we, we were praying a lot and we really feel that this is a, this is a word for now. So if you'll, if you'll bear with me. Um, yeah, let's, can we pray? Our Father... We know, Lord, that it's not so much what, what happens here tonight, but more about what happens with what we get here into the week that's important, Lord. How we apply what we hear, how we respond to it, Lord. And it's also not so much about, or as much, or not only about reading your word, but actually receiving it, being shaped by it, and responding to it, and being obedient to it, Lord. So I pray that that will happen in this time. Holy Spirit, will you speak? We need you to speak. We are not a club here. Lord, we're not, we're not here just to get together for some religious reason, Lord, because it's a Sunday, Lord. We're here to hear what you have to say. We're here to be advanced into more of what you have for us, Lord, to count as part of your kingdom, Lord. That's why we're here. So I pray, Lord, that we will listen, Lord. Holy Spirit, that we will posture our hearts to receive what you have to give because you're equipping us, Lord. You're equipping us for more and more and more. And we thank you that you even consider us, Lord, and that you are mindful of us, Lord. Who are we that you are mindful of us? You amazing God, Lord. And you are letting us be part of your kingdom. In Jesus' name. What a privilege to be part of his kingdom. Are we part of his kingdom? Like, if you're not sure, be sure. I've said, I, felt, I feel I say this a lot, but if you're not sure that you're part of the kingdom, make sure you become part of the kingdom. I see lots of people smiling because, yeah, I know, I'm, thank goodness I know I'm part of the kingdom. That's good, you know. But if you're not sure, ask questions. Just this week, um, just this week with, with little Bailey, she said, I'm not sure. We said, well, do you want to be sure? And she said, yes. And we prayed for her, you know. And it was beautiful. Okay. I want to speak about a very common, a very obvious thing, and that is faith. You go, oh, okay, so please don't switch off, okay, because it's not, I hope it's, it's something, it's not new, we should all know this, but I really feel the Lord has, has said this, and I want to start with a few, I want to throw out a few testing questions that might mean that you need to pay a bit more attention today. As an example, did you come here today, did you come here in faith? Let me check my time. Okay, there's at least one person that came in faith. That's good. One out of 200 is not bad. Okay. Um, did you come expectant? Did you go, like, don't lie, okay? Did, did you go, Lord, I need you for tonight's meeting. I don't want to come if you're not coming to this meeting. I need you. Because it's easy to go out on an outreach or something where you're going to maybe stand in front here or you, you're going to be seen and now something needs to happen. Okay, like, like I was praying for tonight. I was like, Lord, please, you have to come through because here I am, okay? But if, if, you, if you don't think that the spotlight's going to be on you or people are going to notice you in any way or you can just sit in the aisle 
did you, did you really ask, Lord, give me strength, come with me. If you, come, if you don't come with me, I don't want to go. Did you really ask that? And it's not, once again, it's not heavy. I'm just asking, like, how much faith do we, do we ask for? Um, do you really trust the Lord for something in this meeting? Not that one meeting where you get to share, or, you know, I'm going to lead worship. He's going to lead worship. He's trusting for the worship to go well, you know? Or for every time, because we're one body. When one succeeds, everybody succeeds because we're one body. Have you said, Lord, I need you in this meeting? Or do we get so busy with everything about the meeting, the logistics and, and the tithe boxes and the kids' workers, that we get busy with all this stuff, packing the chairs and everybody, like everything that happens here is done by people who love and serve. So that's awesome. You know, that's all good. It's really needed. The meeting won't happen otherwise. But do we sometimes miss the one the meeting is about? You know? So what I, what I hope to achieve tonight is that we get a, a more accurate word-based perspective on what faith is. And maybe for us to step into a little bit more faith. Just a bit. If as a congregation we do that tonight, I think it will be a win. If we draw, into, draw closer to God. So I want to start with what isn't faith? What is faith not? That's not a very good English sentence, but you can forgive me because I'm not English. Okay. Faith is not someone's opinion. It's not a Facebook post. It's not, it's not someone's prophecy over you. It's not your circumstances. Faith is not your preferences. Not what you prefer. I have faith for this or I have faith for that. Faith is not religion. Okay, I'll get to what faith is. It's okay, this is getting very negative, but I'll get to faith. Is. Just coming to church, going through the motions of church, we can do that all day long without any faith. You can stand here, you can even lift your hands in worship, you can jump off the stage without faith. Some of us. We can go through the motions. We, we've done it so well, you know. We can, we can just be here. It can be the traditions of man. We don't need faith for that. Some of us might. Maybe you're new to this and you're going, whoa, I'm not even lifting my hands yet. And that's true. And that's, that's good. For some people, yeah, it might be, I'll get to, yeah, okay. It might be a lot of faith just to do this or just to do this in worship from this to this. It might be. And good for you. Like that is faith operating. And I'm, cons I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that gets God's attention. He goes, wow, look at my boy. He's trusting, he's, he's, he's for the first time trusting me, he's, he's opening his hands this way. Just as a sign of more surrender. And it gets his attention. And it, his favor comes because it pleases the Lord. But somebody else who's doing star jumps, but then thinking about what they're going to bry afterwards, I don't think it gets God's attention at all. It just becomes habit because you don't need faith for it anymore. You've been faithful at some point. Are you thinking about a bride now? You, sorry, I made you squirrel. Okay. She's thinking about what to bride. Could be worse. Could be thinking of other things. Tonight, can we try and let go of what's not in the Word about faith? I want us to look in the Word about what faith is. 
Faith is not about, about being unwise, making bad choices and decisions, and then trusting the Lord to get you through it. Sometimes in His mercy, He does get us through. I mean, that's crazy, okay? But don't quit your job without prospects of a new one and saying, oh, no, I have faith that the Lord's going to provide. No, you quit your job. Come on, you know? Of course, things are never that cut and dried, but you know what I mean. Um, I have another example here. Oh, yeah. Don't choose the wrong partner to marry. And then, no, I have faith that God will change him or her. They're going to get changed, and then, we, then, then we'll be okay. Then we'll be happy. I have faith for that. That's, sorry, that's not faith. That's hoping the wrong thing. It's hoping the wrong thing. Rather have faith that God will bring you the right person. Rather wait. That is faith. That is faith. Waiting for the person God has for you and preparing yourself for that person. Not helping God with a part that he says he will do. Because Abraham did that. He did that with his maidservant. He tried to do God's part of the prophecy, not his part. He had a part to play. God had a bigger part. Don't do God's part when you, try and, when you hear about prophecies and things. I'll get back to them. Okay, that's enough about what faith is not. You still okay with me? Okay. Okay. What is faith? I'm gonna, sorry, I'm going to look at the screen a little bit because I don't want to get this wrong. I wrote a few things down here. Faith is a relationship with, obedience to, and an encounter with the living God. There's often risk involved in faith. When you live by faith, the world will resist you. It goes against the grain of the world. So a risk gets involved. You have to take a chance on some things. So I can ask you, what has God challenged you on? You will, you'll know what it is. Has God challenged you on anything about yourself in the last week or two that you're not overcoming? That you're either delaying or neglecting, postponing, or just flat ignoring? As I'm speaking, you can just, Lord, can you remind me again? Ask Him. And if it's not at least a little bit scary, then it's probably not what the Holy Spirit is saying. It'll be something like, ooh, it'll be hard for me to do because it requires faith. If otherwise, it, it's not faith. We're going to look at specific scriptures, don't worry. And I realize I haven't quoted a single scripture so far. But just some examples in the Word. Think about Joseph in the New Testament. When he heard what was going to happen, you all know the story. His fiance is pregnant. Skander. Okay, he had all these plans. He had honeymoon plans. God tells him, sorry for you, I changed, I'm changing your plans. And his response is, I'll do what the Lord commands. That is faith. In faith, he kept his character and he kept Mary. Kept the family together. He was a man of good standing. Mary, her response, when she was going to be in a big scandal, she said, scandal is scandal for those, okay? Um, and she said, I am the Lord's servant willing to accept 
whatever he wants. Think about the, the pressure. Think about the risk. How much faith did she have? And uh, Zechariah, he didn't have that much faith, right? What happened to him? Mute. Mute. Until John was born. Faith and the word goes together. Romans 10, 17. Janine, are you, are you there? Yo, look at that. Thank you. Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of God. Faith is believing God in his character, and that he will do what he said. The simplest thing, if somebody have to ask you, like, what's your faith? My faith is, I believe God is who he says he is, and that he will do what he said. That's it. it you can have all these deep theological expositions. That's it. That's the nutshell. And that's a good, good way to, to measure these things. So the question is, do we know the character of the one who made us and who holds everything together? Because he's the one that's in charge. And do we believe in him and in everything he says? If a stranger had to ask me to borrow my car, I would probably go, oh, I don't know, you know? I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably just say no, I'll find some excuse, but I'll say, I won't lie, but I'll say no, okay? But if Nikki has to ask me for my car, I probably won't even ask, I'll definitely say no, yeah. I'll, I'll probably not even ask what for, because I know Nikki. I know Nikki is trustworthy. So if he needs it, I know he really needs it, and I know that he will look after it, because I know him, so I can give you my keys. So, if we know the Lord, we can trust Him. And if we don't trust Him, it shows that we don't know Him that well. Because if we did know Him, we'll give Him our whole lives. We'll stand like this and go, Lord, whatever, whenever. We'll give our whole, not just our car, we'll give Him our whole lives. If we know Him. So do we know Him? Do we know His character? Adam and Eve... They knew God was real. I mean, like, they literally walked with him in the cool of the day. Like, together, like, they knew him. But, did they fully trust his word? Did they fully trust what God said? That if they ate from that one tree, that they would die. Because that's what God told them. Then the snake comes to them. And tells them a lie. He twists truth. And who does Eve fall for? He trusts the snake. Because it's a short-term quick gratification. And she didn't, didn't trust God completely. She didn't take his word. And you all know what that led to. It was for short-term gratification. But don't we sometimes do that? Don't we sometimes do that? We, we sacrifice what God says He has for us in eternity for the short-term gratification in the world. Because sometimes, deep down, we don't really believe that what He has for us is true. And there could be a number of reasons. It could be our past. It could be anything. 
But do we stand on his word or do we follow that which appears to improve our circumstances but benefit us more in the short term? Faith is taking God at his word. So I'm going through a few things what faith is. Do we live according to our feelings, our circumstances, or according to what the word says? And my heart would be, and this might be another message at another time, but that we would be devourers of the word, that we as a people will be people that is so word-based, so much digging in the word, that we speak scriptures more than we speak our own opinions. That when we speak about something, we'll go, that's the reference. Like, I feel this. Even if you bring a prophetic word, and this week was beautiful where I received many prophetic words, and most of them were scriptures. Beautiful guys, keep doing that. It's really good. Because now I can say, oh, this is truth. The Lord's saying this. It's also so safe for, for you as a prophetic person or somebody that feels something prophetically to bring. Bring it as a scripture. It's very, very good. Faith is the confident knowing that what you do is in his will. Do you ever do something and you think, oh, I'm not sure if this is what God wants me to do? You ever buying something and think, oh, does the Lord want me to buy this car? I want it, but does the Lord want me to buy? If you're doubting, make sure, go ask the Lord. Maybe he does want you, but do it in faith. Get that confident knowing that what you do is in his will because you've inquired from him. You've inquired with him. And in relationship with him, you get an answer. You get direction. And it can be directly in your prayer time. It can be through the people you're accountable with. It can be from his word. Romans 14, 23. Anything done without faith is sin. Second half. Everything that it does not come from faith is sin. Anything. That scripture, the first part is about what you eat. But it applies to everything. Everything you do without faith is sin. How much do we do without faith? Rather, don't do. Then the classic Hebrews 11. What faith is. Hebrews 11 verse 1 to 2. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. We don't see it. You're supposed to not see it. You're not crazy. You're supposed to not see it. It's faith in that. It's the hope of things unseen. If you read Hebrews 11, that first part, the first 10 verses, I'm not going to read it all now. I will read some of it. In fact, let's, let's read it together. Open your Bibles. How many of you still carry Bibles? Come, paper Bibles. Ooh, paper Bibles. Not ones that shut down. Okay. I think it's worth taking the time to quickly read this. Janine, I'll read it on the screen, okay? So verse 1 and 2, 1 to 2, and then we're going to read Hebrews 11 from 8 to 10. Okay. You all ready? Like, what, what's that movie, Jesus Revolution? This is God's Word. Let's read it together. Yeah? Okay. What is faith? It is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It is the evidence of things we cannot yet see. God gave his approval to people in days of old because of their faith. 
Okay, then from verse 8. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in a tent. And so did Isaac and Jacob, to whom God gave the same promise. Abraham did this because he was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations. We still are. A city designed and built by God. Okay, we can read on. It was by faith that Sarah, together with Abraham, was able to have a child, even though they were too old and Sarah was barren. Abraham believed that God would keep his promise. Thank you. Abraham believed that God would keep his promise. Now, this, this, this section has been referred to as the Faith Hall of Fame. If you read it thoroughly, all the heroes of the faith are there, and it said why they commended all the names. Um, it's, it mentions a lot of people. It's good to go through that. So if you ever wonder what you read in your quiet time, don't just page to your next John Piper daily devotional for... 27 November tomorrow morning. Go read Hebrews 11. That's what God's telling us right now. Faith is responsive. If you saw that Abraham obeyed when he was called, there's a response. Okay? Faith is sacrificial and courageous. It must have been scary. He took risks. He went to an unknown land, it says. He took chances. He doesn't know what's around the next corner. He went takes courage. It takes risk. Guys, if you feel, oh, this is risky, make sure you're in the Lord and go for it. It's, Christianity is exciting, eh? I used to, I used to be a, a, a I, I used to love excitement. I, still, I think I still do. And a bit of risk. And I, I studied to be a game ranger. I don't know why I'm telling you this. But I like being in the bush and these dangerous game and all kinds of, you know, I don't know, game captures and anti-poaching and things with a bit of a risk in them. And I always had this attitude of, okay, church, meh. But there's nothing more exciting than being involved with the things of God. Nothing more exciting. Nothing. It, yeah, it's blown my mind in terms of risk and reward, stepping out in faith, taking a chance, and him being there and meeting you there. I've, I've felt it over and over. I can tell you so many stories of how he's done that just in my life. Um, through the years and how he's come through. I can stand here and say he is faithful. When you step out in faith and risk, you might even fall flat on your face, but he's there for you. He has the, he has the big picture in mind, and I'll get to that just now. Faith is persistent and tenacious. Abraham kept going. Faith is also dependent on the one the faith is based. The more faith you have, the more you're dependent on the one you put your faith in. So you need to get to know him more. The better you know him, the more faith you have. And faith doesn't leave you the way you are. You grow. It leads to growth. Now I want to jump to verse 13, and this is interesting. Because we often think about faith for ourselves or for what the Lord has for us. Okay, here we go. All these faithful ones, those are the ones, the, the, these heroes, this Hall of Fame guys, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Noah is in there. All these faithful ones died 
without receiving what God had promised them. Wait a minute. Okay? He dived without receiving what God had promised them. But they saw it all from a distance and welcomed the promises of God. Okay, so they didn't get what God promised them. So God promises them something and they didn't get it. Okay, that's grounds for a lawsuit normally, you know? Look at that. They died without receiving God had promised them, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed the promises of God. They agreed that they were no more than foreigners and nomads here on earth. Did God fail them? It looks like it. If you want to poke holes in Scripture and in Christianity, you can use this. Like he promises them everything and then they declare, oh, he didn't, he didn't fulfill his promise. It looks like it. The point is, that's not the whole story. God is eternity-minded because He's outside of time. He's outside of our lives. And when it says that, sorry, Janine, can you throw it up again? Sorry, thank you. But they saw it all from a distance. They could see, they could see what God's plan is, not at the end of their lives, but at the end of God's timing. When He's, when he's wrapping up this world, when Jesus comes back, He's looking forward to that day, and you'll see a bit more of that just now. They agreed that they were, they were no more than foreigners and nomads, nomad here on earth, moving, not who belong, who belongs here. They were looking forward to something. Faith is being eternity-minded, being kingdom-minded. Verse 16, they were looking forward to a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, because he has prepared a heavenly city for them. So God is not like shy, oh, sorry, I didn't fulfill all their promises, my bad. No, he's prepared a heavenly place for them. He sees the big picture. They're not there yet, by the way, and you'll see that now too. But they see, they can see it. They have eternity in mind. If we have eternity in mind, we can have faith. Even if our world goes pear here. Verse 20, it was by faith that Isaac blessed his two sons, Jacob and Esau. He had confidence in what God was going to do in the future. Okay, this is Isaac blessing Jacob and Esau. What happened in the next 400 years? Slavery in Egypt. Remember? Or look at it again. Slavery in Egypt, 400 years. But he had confidence. That's not long. He looked further than that. Confidence of, of what God was going to do in the future. Okay. Verse 35, here we go. Second sentence. But others trusted God and were tortured. Just stop right there. Okay? Trust God and get tortured. I don't know if any of you have really been, maybe some of you have been in the army or... I've never really been tortured. Some people singing, but I'm talking about like actual... <laughs> more my own but but seriously look at that others trusted God so you trust God okay Lord I have a prophecy of his of good things for you I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you not to harm you and then they get tortured all right then preferring to die rather than turn from God and be free freer from the torture why they place their hope in the, the resurrection to a better life. That's where their faith is. Not, oh, I'm going to survive today. These guys are getting tortured. Like, 
they've just seen their whole family being slaughtered. Like, it's not, there's no way they can have faith for being saved that day. Like, you know, they, I can get into the gory details, but they're probably halfway dead already, you know, already lost some limbs. It's going to happen today. And they still have faith. Those guys died having had faith. They're tortured for a few days, and they don't, okay, I'm going to die now. I don't have any faith because God didn't come through for me. All those prophecies I had about having an impactful ministry or husband, wife in the future or whatever, that didn't happen. Lord, I don't have any more faith. No, they kept their faith until they died. Choosing, preferring to die rather than turn from God and be free. Are we like, will we, will we, will we, will we be okay with that? Will, I, will you be okay if your life falls apart? Now, I really hope God doesn't test me on this now. But if our, our lives fall apart completely, but we hold on to that faith completely. If he goes, like, like these guys went, we hope in, our hope is in a resurrection to a better life. If that is what your hope is, if you, you have faith in that, what can touch you? What can harm you? What can trip you up? Nothing in this life. Nothing in this, like, you know, people being mean to you, people not seeing your gifting, people upsetting you, you know, traffic problems, salary, I mean, you can just go on to all the things that come to mind. Little things, even wars, even the big things, even sickness. If our hope is in the, the resurrection to a better life, if we see that, that is the faith that they're talking about. So what do we put our trust in? Do we put our trust in the hope of a resurrection for a better life? Or do we put our hope in a good life now? Because often people think Jesus is going to give them a good life here. If you are here and you, you don't know Jesus, don't come to Jesus thinking you're going to get a good life here. Maybe in his mercy he will, but that's not the deal. The deal is resurrection to a good eternity. That which is... Which is infinitely better. Literally. Literally infinitely better. So do we come to church expectantly? Thirdly, I want to ask, how do we live with faith? Short answer, we just say yes. We just say yes to Him. We're just obedient. Whatever He says. The more obedient you are, the more faith is required because it gets harder. But the yes leads to fruitfulness. We need to do things that we need faith for. Don't just do things that you don't need faith for. If you've gone through a day and you didn't really need faith for it, you probably wasted that day. At least to grow in God. Growth leads to fruitfulness. And if you're not being fruitful, then there's a problem. Because God wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to grow. Things that are healthy grows. If, this, if the same things still, still trip you up, if you're still struggling with the same vices in your life, if you're still just going around the same mountain, you're not getting breakthrough in those things, struggling with the same issues, let him fix it. Take a chance on him to do it. Healthy things grow. I mean, there are seasons of more and less fruitfulness. You know, like a fig tree carries figs twice a year. In Israel, at least, twice a year, it carries in spring and autumn. 
So there's seasons where it doesn't have fruit. So that's okay. I'm not saying we must just produce fruit all the time. You can't. But there are seasons of fruitfulness. Or are we just having barren seasons all the time? When last did, did we put ourselves in a position where we went, okay, Lord, I'm absolutely reliant on you right now. Like for me, this minute is that. Okay? Almost since, since I started leading, it's almost every day. But when last did we put ourselves in the position where we went, Lord, I need you. If you don't come through now, this is not going to look good. Step out in faith. And as I said earlier, it's cool to go to Grabo. There were good, good news back from Grabo. Thanks, Clarence, for what you guys are doing there. And you're taking teams there. That's good. You know, like ministering there. But do you have the same faith for this meeting? You know? Because this meeting is equal to that meeting. I'm not saying play that down. No, no, no. Raise this. Come here with as much faith as you went there for. Because there you're going to definitely shine because you have things to bring. Okay, if you all know that we have another, sorry, for those who don't know, we have many congregations in Joshua Gen. Uh, this is one, there are 46 others. One is in Grabo, and we're actually sowing into that congregation uh, weekly. Clarence leads teams there and helps that congregation. That's what I'm talking about. So do we have the same faith when we come here? When we have, when we have a meeting at home? What's God asking you now to be faithful in? To be more obedient in. Wow, this is taking much longer than I thought. Okay. Slash, cut, cut, slash, cut. Bloodbath. Okay. Just to say quickly, the Israelites could have taken two weeks on that whole desert journey, but they took 40 years on that desert journey. They thought the easier way, they didn't have faith to go into the promised land. They didn't have faith. And God took, them, took 40 more years to teach them faith, to trust Him, step by step. They could have, they, it could have taken two, two weeks. So what they thought was the easier way, oh no, I don't have faith for that, I'm going to stay here. It ended up not being the easy way. That whole generation died in the desert because they didn't have faith. It will be so much easier if we just get faithful stuff. Then God can do what He wants to with us. If we don't, we're frustrating the whole process. We're just frustrating ourselves. And some of us miss it forever. What are we stuck in for years that should be taking days or hours or a minute or a second? We need to get faith. So can we align our lives, our faith with what the Word says it is? And I want to encourage you, go and find out in the Word more about faith. There's so many scriptures on faith. I could have, you can read them for hours. There's a lot about it. Go and study them. Become an expert on these things. It's the hope of things unseen. What are the things in you that we haven't seen yet? The amazing gifts, the things God has put in you. Because I have hope for, I have hope for you guys. Like, what is there? What can God do through you that nobody's done yet? Because... God made you. He's put things in you, and He has jobs for us to do. Hebrews 10:22. Let us draw near to God with a true heart, in full assurance of faith. 
Okay, this is a different translation. Let us go right into the presence of God. Lee, can you guys come up, please, with the, with the worship team, please? Thank you. Let us go right into the presence of God with true hearts, fully trusting Him. Now, that translation says, in full assurance of faith. If you don't have full assurance of faith, you can get it right here today. You can get it, and I think Nikki will, will lead us in that during worship. Does, does your faith attract him? Is your faith attract? Does he think about you and going, whoa, Kevin, I see your faith. I'm attracted to you. You know? Let's draw near to him. I want to touch back to one of the verses, Hebrew 11.39. It said, all of these people we have mentioned received God's approval because of their faith. Back in the Hall of Fame. All of these people we have mentioned received God's approval because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God had far better things in mind for us that would also benefit them Okay, pause right there. God had far better things. So he's got far better things planned for us that we, look, we can look forward to. But how's this now? For they can't receive the prize at the end of the race until we finish the race. Who's we? This is the letter to the Hebrews, okay? But it's for us, okay? So they can't receive it until we finish the race. They have that hope in the resurrection of eternity in real time and now it says God had better things in mind for them that would also benefit them for they can't receive the prize at the end of the race until we finish the race so we should have the same view we should also finish that race and as we do that we get there with them can you see how we part of the of the timeline of God's plan can you see it? He's referring to you in that scripture. He's speaking of these heroes of the faith. And this is how they were tortured and how they, how they laid everything down because what they saw coming. And then God says, well, you are involved in my story and they're not get, they going to get their rewards. They're, not going to, they're going to get these better things, but only once you finish it. So God is drawing us into the timeline, into the walk, into the process. So we can come to him without any doubt, in full faith, full assurance, which, which attracts God and pleases him. But full faith and assurance that we are part of his story. Don't think you're nobody. Think you're just on this train, on this Christianity train, and one day things will maybe work out. No, you have a specific role to play, and you need to finish that race. That's part of God's plan. He has these better things, and we can get to those better things as we finish the race. That's all I have to say, more or less. They're waiting for us to finish the race. These are looking forward to what God has for us. That is faith. Looking forward to what God has for us. Not for this year, not for this, the, what Christmas present are we getting this year, you know? How's my job doing end of the year? Do I have a car? Will I get a car? What, whatever. Faith is that thing that we're going to, what God has for us, is such a big picture. 
So if you are here and you realize, okay, this is a bit of a new angle, and I actually am worried about the things in this life. I am. Or my job, or what I will eat next week, or where I will stay, or who my friends are. If you need more faith, if you need a readjustment, I'd love to pray with you, for all of us, that we can be a people of faith, that we look forward to that. So if that's you, I'd love to pray for you. Will you stand with me? And we can just pray. Right now, you can stand. If you just want a bit more faith about, not not a bit, a lot more faith in terms of eternity. Let's close our eyes. Lord, we cannot do this without you. This is your plan, Lord. Thank you that you reveal to us in your word. In your word, you reveal to us what true faith is, Lord. That you have such a big plan that we can know and learn who you are, get to know you, trust you, and then believe that what you say is true. And we can trust and believe your word, Lord. And your word says that you are going to lead us to the end that we have a race to finish and we can look forward to that no matter what happens in this world. Like the, the men in Hebrews, the people in Hebrews that got tortured and died, but they kept their faith because their faith was not in surviving that day. Their faith was in the resurrection. Their faith was in what, what they, they will come to, where they will come to, how you will meet them, Lord. They saw the big picture, Lord. Father, I pray that you will help us see the big picture. Help us see the big picture in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you the paraclete, you the one that comes alongside. Will you come alongside us right now? It's not about how much faith we have. It's not about how much faith we have. It's about who the one is that we have a little faith in. You just need a faith like a mustard seed. If it's in the right person, that's all you need. You can move mountains. The Word says that. So, Lord, right now, your Word says we can ask for faith. And we're asking for faith in Jesus' name. We're asking for faith. True faith, Lord. True perspective. Thank you, Lord. As you, as you feel led... Let's just come forward in worship with that attitude of faith, knowing who we're worshiping, knowing that we can trust Him, and we can worship Him in response. Whenever you're ready, you can just come to the front or stay in your chair.